Welcome back to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. This week, I'm bringing you the most special episode I've ever recorded of this podcast, the live show at the fest. Three bands joined me for one of the most amazing moments of my life, Gutless, Expert Timing, and Slingshot Dakota. For about an hour, we packed into the Hippodrome in Gainesville, Florida to share our stories and ideas about how the bands have bonded, the challenges that we faced as women, non-men, LGBTQIA, and people of color in music, how we've cut our teeth in DIY and the fest, and the ways we can use our voices to help sustain and uplift others. You'll hear me talk about how the fest has influenced me and brought together so many diverse bands, and how we're working together to help pave the way for even more people to participate. The guests joined for rapid-fire interviews, where they revealed so much of their beautiful personalities and lives to a live stage audience. These are all people who have in some way shaped my experience in music, and I hope that if they haven't already, they do by the time you finish this episode. So with that said, let's give a listen to the live taping at the best. to the first ever live show of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. Thank you so much for taking time out of your fest to come here. Um, those of you who don't know me, um, I'm Amanda Starling. I'm here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. So thanks so much for that. Um, it's really amazing to be debuting my first ever live show at the fest. This has been a huge part of my life for six years. I've always wanted to contribute in some way um, beyond you know just showing up 
I'm not musically gifted yet. Who knows, that could come out someday. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is really exciting to be able to contribute. And it's been awesome to experience this podcast live growth over like the past two years. Um, Fest has had an influence on me from the beginning. It's been a journey for me to be able to be exposed to so many diverse, impactful, and inclusive bands um, for an entire weekend each year. So that's a huge deal. So thank you, Fest, for doing that for so long. And uh, I was inspired to create a platform that highlights people a wide variety of backgrounds in music, um, focusing on women, the queer community, um, people of color, who all put in a lot of work to make the community sustainable and grow. So um, I wanted to help with building an inclusive, independent music scene. So it's awesome to be a part of that. So, and also thank you to everybody who's contributed over the past two years, supporting on social media, on um, anything, just listening, subscribing. So huge thank you to everybody because you help make this possible in a way. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so for those of you who listen regularly, my podcast usually interviews a, includes like an interview uh, with just a musical guest or somebody who's involved in the scene. Um, but for this live show, I'm kind of changing things up. I'm going to have three guests, 15-minute uh, interviews. Your cue that the interview will be wrapping up or over will be a large Death Star tone yeah. battle alarm. It's, it's on brand for me, so <laughs> got to go with that. So, but each of the people I bring up here have in some way shaped me and so many others in music. So it's a real treat to have these folks join me. So thank you. So let's turn it over to our first guest. Um, first guests are truly some of the most emotionally ripping and musically stunning people I've ever experienced. Um, the first time I saw this band play fest, I cried at the box chart because I could just feel how much their live music and just what they put into it meant to them personally. So um, especially fest. And Gainesville's lucky to call them their own. So let's welcome up Gutless. Yeah, I got goodie bags for my guests because they are kind enough to give me their time. So y'all are fantastic, and I deeply appreciate all of you. Um, but yeah. So get this going. Sorry, y'all. First time doing this. <laughs> and usually my audience is just two dogs. One of them is usually asleep. Uh, so this is uh, definitely a new experience for me. But thank you all so much for uh, your support and patience. Uh, there you go, and timer. That's inappropriate, by the way. Wolf is perfect. So thank you so much, everybody. Gutless, y'all are incredible people. So Aww. let's get to it. So how did you first all find your way to making music and to the fest? This is your second year. Wow. Uh, I started uh, writing music when I was around 15 years old, still living in Miami. Uh, yeah, I played in a couple of bands in high school, uh, played places like Churchill's Pub, Sweat Records. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, Miami Cornerstones. Uh, and kind of just never stopped, you know? Like, bands would come and go, but the passion for music always, like, stayed, and so I just kept doing it. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I studied piano in high school. Um, I never really played in a band. It was kind of scary. <laughs> um, but I joined Gutless when Max also joined Gutless like a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, and it's been really fun and really different and really hard, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Um, I started playing music like right out of high school uh, I was like in community college, and I didn't know how to play drums, but my friend said, you're going to play drums in this band. So then I just started <laughs> playing drums, uh, and it kind of went from there. I played in a lot of local bands. Um, I'm from like the Brevard County, and uh, there was a really cool scene there for a while. And I, I played in a lot of bands, and then I moved to, I moved to Orlando, and then I had bands there, and then I moved to Gainesville, and I met V um, a while ago, like four years ago, four Three. three yeah, we, we met, we, we officially met at that Math the Band show. That Hell was yeah. also a comedy show. <laughs> and um, me and um, V's old band would play with my Fugazi cover band <laughs> here in Gainesville for a while. And uh, we, we pretty much kept in touch. 
And then when I moved back to Orlando, V was just like, hey, I'm playing this show in February, and um, I want you to play drums in it. And I was like, cool, I got three other bands, but let's do it. <laughs> and, and V took a bus down, and we practiced together, and we played our first show. So Ooh, That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I've been doing this for 13 years. I don't know why I started. I guess I like going to shows and I, I like music and uh, uh, performing. You know, once you perform once, it's uh, there's nothing, no feeling like that. There's no drugs or experience I've had like that. And uh, I really get burnt out on it. And I've been doing it for 13 years and. I try to quit and I quit and then I just don't know what to do. So <laughs> I keep coming back. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you're doing it with such a great group of people and everybody in this band is so just immensely talented. I had a blast at your set yesterday at the Palomino. If you weren't there, you missed out on a really incredible oh. show. There were streamers. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> not playing the streamers. I did not know about that. Yeah. I felt bad, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I think that was all Alex, our guest trumpet player. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun. I loved it. Y'all are just such high energy. You bring friends up and everything. Um, so it's always a blast to watch you play. Um, what is it that motivates you to write and perform your music? I think with Gutless in particular, for me, it's like practicing vulnerability that's like even where the name comes from i mean besides being a jawbreaker song uh, <laughs> i kind of wanted to name the project gutless because i felt like at the time uh, that i was starting it i was doing a bad job of being open with people and being vulnerable and like telling people how i was really feeling and so when i started writing songs i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go full-on feelings on this i'm gonna <laughs> go like talk about all the things that I'm scared to talk about, and I'm just always like challenging myself to do that. Well, you're doing an amazing job because I feel all those feelings in the crowd. I'm sure so many people who've seen you play feel the same way, so <laughs> it's so awesome. So what kind of experience do you want your audience to feel? Because I know I feel high energy through the roof every time I go see your set. Well, I definitely want everyone to be safe. Moshing and dancing is very cool, but also be careful with your fellow peoples. And also, don't ever like touch anyone like who doesn't want to be touched. That's very important. So yeah, good old safe fun with <laughs> lots of dancing and singing. That's pretty much like all I want. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> it's scary sometimes, especially at fests. You know, I remember I keep reliving uh, when the Descendants play, and I. And I kind of pretty much came out of, like, stayed away from the pit. I, like, retired from that. <laughs> but I got a little too close, and it was just your life flashed before your eyes. So <laughs> I don't want anyone to, like, experience that at one of our shows. Like, not in a... I remember yelling at people one time. <laughs> remember when we played at, a, at like, Hardback? Uh, we were, like, in, like... And then, like, someone was trying to get someone to take their shirt off. And, and I just... <laughs> I remember looking into the crowd. I was like... Fuck you! It's like, I remember that very well. Yeah, I was mad. <laughs> I'm just old. And I just, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it's always it was really cool. Um, for we, we we had our first practice with all nine members uh, Thursday night right before we played Queer the Fest, mm -hmm. and um, when, while we were practicing in Alex's house, we were all singing, and it sounded so beautiful. And I was just like, this is perfect. And so like, I think that's one of the coolest things. It doesn't happen that much, but usually when we play, it's our friends, and they all sing, and that's, that's pretty cool. That's really special, and I love the chemistry that you bring onto stage with each other. How have you formed that bond as a band? Spending too much time together. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Which is funny, because we don't really spend that much time together anyway, because we live in different places. That's true. We live like pretty far apart for... Yeah, for, you know, being in a band together. But I don't know. I think we just really love each other, <laughs> like, very genuinely. Like, we love each other's company. We love each other's stupid jokes. <laughs> like, we love just 
driving each other wild on tour with nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Too much. Too vine, much. vine compilations. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. And one of the things I love, too, about your bond is you translate it to the crowd, too, with talking about community. Um, I love that you're so open talking about trans issues and making sure that people of color have a space as well. Um, Non-men are, of course, supported and such. Um, what motivates you to make sure that the crowd always knows these things? I think it's just, in the past few years, that's really the first time I started like feeling comfortable like with myself within the scene. Like, um, yeah, because I mean, I feel like I've, I've been playing music since I was 15, but for most of that, I was just like closeted and like acting like macho because that's what everyone else was doing and like, the, the punk scene has become so much more welcoming to queer people and trans people, and I have a lot less fear, and I wanna, I wanna share that with other people, you know? I want other people to like also not be afraid of being themselves. Absolutely, I think that you're doing so much for so many people just by being present and writing really powerful, emotional music that is so connective to the experiences of so many others. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get to something fun. What are you looking forward to doing this weekend at Fest? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Zeta. Oh, such an awesome band. Oh, OK. Now we're going to go into a uh, promotion for Zeta. Zeta, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know Zeta, make sure you see Zeta. Yeah, yeah support Zeta. Yeah. yeah. It's their, it's their uh, album release, too. It's, it's Zeta's album release. That's true. Uh, and also seeing our friends in Guild. I believe they're playing tomorrow yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shouts out to Guild. They're playing yeah. like the same awesome, time man. as Zeta. They are. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Never mind. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to figure that out. Unfortunately. Uh, Wait. Is it there's been conflicts have been tough this year. Yeah. yeah so many. There's so many great bands playing this weekend. I mean, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to a couple folks that I see here. Of course, I see all right. Uh, I know that, like, of course, Sarah is a good friend of mine. Probably was like what my third guest on the podcast, so that was awesome. I mean, there's Kississippi, there's Foxy oh, yeah. Dads. Oh gosh, I, I'm very excited for Kississippi. Hell yeah! I think yeah. I think everybody's probably gonna be at that set. And yeah. um, Kinder and the Wolves is playing. They're a really awesome band. I just I, if we're doing shout outs, we might as well keep going, right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> of course, um, Slingshot Dakota X for timing. We'll hear more from them here soon. But just absolutely. really awesome people that are involved and highlights just how many good people are out there making music that you know just aren't straight white guys. So. Awesome work, everybody. Keep it up. Yeah, and kudos <laughs> to you for highlighting those voices, honestly. Thank like you. You're There's doing so many more. Job. There's so many more. I could keep going. I mean, I just look around the crowd, and I see, keep seeing really great people like Nightwitch. Rosie's here. You know? <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, yeah, seriously, thank you, everybody. But, yeah, we had to do a quick shout-out. I knew that was going to happen at some point with all of us talking yeah. about bands and, and stuff. And shouts out to our bass player, Andrew, who couldn't be here today. Uh, yeah, they're just feeling a little under the weather, but yeah. we love them very much, and they are <laughs> they are incredibly talented. Definitely the most talented bass player I've ever played with, like by far. That's so awesome, <laughs> and proud of everybody. That's wonderful to hear. Um, so, what are some things that we can probably expect to see your band do over maybe the next year or so? Uh, new record soon, hopefully. We are writing. <laughs> we yes. have Clap three. Clap everybody. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Two songs. <laughs> oh, three. three. We have three. three completed new songs. Okay. And yeah, we're working on the rest. We want to have a new record out by next summer. Um, and yeah, do a tour along with that as well. So let us know where you want us to come play, and we'll do our best to make that work. <laughs> our very, we'll try. <laughs> it's, it's hard being apart from each other. So, yeah. we, we're kind of like a split band where most of the band lives here, and then like I live in the, the Tampa Bay area, and Andrew lives like in South Florida. So it's kind of for hard. now for now <laughs> but it's it's kind of rough to like to practice and, and write and stuff like that which is a huge bummer but i think whenever we actually get together which is usually to play a show it's always like we never really left each other yeah <laughs> for better or worse <laughs> <laughs> that quality bond going as a band and such 
Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. Well, where can everybody keep up with you on the internet, find your music and stuff? Oh, man, this part's always tough because none <laughs> of our social media is like... <laughs> We have different handles for like everything. So add us on Facebook. Add, add us on Facebook. Uh, I believe Facebook is Gutless three sixteen. Twitter is also Gutless three sixteen. Uh, our Bandcamp is gutlessmusic.bandcamp.com. Our Instagram is gutlessband, and I think that's all of them. Awesome. <laughs> You're everywhere on our streaming goes, right? Oh yeah, we're on Spotify, Apple Music. Title. We're on title, y'all. <laughs> Just We're like Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Give it up for Gutless. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My next guest that's coming up is one of the people that has really just inspired me and motivated me since we met. Um, her drive to write optimistic, catchy music that pushes back against so much pain and struggles just absolutely unforgettable. Um, she has a knack for art, has a big heart that stands so strong for other people, and she designed all the cute dog merch, so you might want to grab some of that. Um, give it up for Katrina Snyder of Expert Timing. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's fun. Is mics on? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm like tearing up as you're introducing me. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> it's okay. 15 minutes without tearing up. <laughs> Can't help it. It's just the two of us, so we're just going to get a little closer to y'all. <laughs> I feel like a, I don't know. We can just do like, like that. Casual oh. sitting on a table. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, got to ask you the same thing. How did you kind of find your way into falling in love with and playing music? Well, I was a, I guess, a late bloomer as far as playing music is concerned. Um, I was a ballerina like most of my life. I was a professional ballet dancer um, up until I was 21, I believe. Um, so I was always musical and, and had that rhythm kind of training. But actually, it wasn't until after Fest that I decided to pick up an instrument and learn how to play. Um, that was Fest 13, I believe. Nice. Um, so yeah, a few years ago, five years ago. And uh, we just came because our friends told us how amazing it was. and. Jeff and I were just like stoked to be part of it. And I left being like, holy shit, I wanna be part of this. Like I, I had never been like part of a music scene where I felt like I belonged. And it was just really cool. So it inspired me to just start learning and it's hard, but it's doable and it's just like anything else, you know? Like drawing, like I do art too, like that's just something you just keep doing it and you get better and you work hard and like literally anyone can do it. Like I know you said like you don't have any musical talent. I don't believe that. I'm sure you do. <laughs> like let's get a bass, let's get a piano, let's get whatever. If that's something you want to do, you can do it. So I hope I encourage people to do that. Absolutely. I want to see more and more people playing music. Myself, it's a challenge for me next year. I want to try to learn to play an instrument. So I'll help you. Hell yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Get bass lessons from Katrina. Yeah. I can think of a better person to get that from, right? <laughs> I'm still learning myself, but it's cool. Like, I get to see, I mean, Jeff is an amazing bass player, so I got to learn, like, a lot from him. And um, a lot of our friends that are great musicians, I still just soak it in, you know? Like, just, like, watch them and see how they do and just, you know, emulate even if that's what you got to do until you figure out your own voice and style. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and there's so. so many great examples that we get to experience here throughout Fest. We get to watch. I find myself actually watching the way that people are playing their instruments now and stuff, mm -hmm. trying to see if I can make like mental notes and like screenshot within my head. That's honestly like the best way to do it, I feel, and to get like the best bits of it and also to just get so inspired at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's taken you so far because I mean, you've learned bass really quickly <laughs> over the time. It's just like. I think I set my mind like, well, this is something I'm doing, and I don't want to suck at it, so here we go. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. So one of my favorite stories is actually you telling me about how like expert timing got started. You you were pretty much like ready, rushing to go play a show because the opportunity came up and everything. Yeah, it was our first show's expert timing. It was two and a half years ago, I think, and it was with Slingshot Dakota and Dikembe, <laughs> and I mean that's a pretty crazy first show is the first time I ever sang mm -hmm. in front of people. And I remember telling Jeff, I was like, holy shit, I have to sing in front of Carly. I have to <laughs> sing in front of Carly. It's okay. And Carly is like the most supportive person in the world and it didn't matter. Like you just like commit to doing it and 
you know, you'll be surprised how supportive people are. And it's just, you know, it's really fun. And I'm glad I did it. Definitely. And when you see people out there that are just like putting in the work and are successful, like yourself, truly, gutless, and even Slingshot to Code and stuff, you see their success and you start to feel motivated to do it for yourself. Good. That's, that's what I hope to put out there. Absolutely. Um, what motivates you to just keep writing and trying new things with your music? Um, honestly, I, I just feel like I'm getting started. So like, I have to keep going. Um, and working with Jeff, like, obviously, like, you know, we've been married a long time and together for like 13 years. So like, you know, we know each other so well and it's just really cool to build, you know, a creative relationship too and, you know, bounce ideas off of each other um, and see how our brains work, you know, like sometimes similarly, sometimes really different and that's cool. And um, so that just really motivates me to keep going and, and find my own voice <laughs> within that as well. Um, and he really gives me space for that, which I appreciate. That's awesome. It's great when you have a great partner to do all that with. And, you know, you play with Gabron, who is fantastic as well. I love Gabron. You're just a wonderful three-piece. I love, I love the, seeing the three of you up there. Your chemistry yeah. is amazing. And I feel like you project the inclusivity that your band has into the crowd, wow. too. And Tim, actually, from Gutless, was our first drummer. And I think I actually I saw one, at least one of those shows where yeah, Tim was, that in, show was, was an expert Tim, And then he moved, and we were like, no. And then we found Gabron, and, yeah, it's all worked out. That's awesome. That's so great to hear. Um, one of the conversations that you and I have regularly is about yeah. inclusivity and diversity and how we can create more spaces for more people and stuff. Um, wh why is it so important to you personally? Honestly, it's in everybody's best interest to have inclusive spaces and inclusive music scene. And it's, it's, not, just on like, it's not just on the bands, not just on the people attending, it's not just on the people booking the shows, it's, it's on everybody. Mm -hmm. um, because it will make it a better scene. When you have people, you know, when you have the same show with the same type of group of people and you're not including women or just non-men or just like people of color or anything, you're only getting one perspective. And when you include all these different people, it really opens your mind to what their life is like and how it differs from yours. And that music will be different and it's important to hear that. So honestly, it makes it better and it's on all of us to do that. Absolutely, and like the best part is, is that you can do that from so many different roles within the scene. Because mm -hmm. you think about it, it's like the people who are doing the talent buying, the people that are you know running labels and stuff. And it's like you don't have to necessarily be a musician to help make that kind of change. Yeah, literally, if you're not a musician, you're going to shows. You just love music. Like you have to pay attention and you know be vocal. And if you see things that aren't right or you're not seeing like women represented in your scene or or any you know, different groups, like, say something about it. Ask for that, because then that's, you know, money talks if you're, if you're not going to these shows because it's just the same thing. Like, they're going to start booking other people. And so it really, it does start at all these different levels. Um, so there is stuff that you can do, like, really just being participating in the music scene and just asking for that. Absolutely, and you know the buyers got to listen eventually. The booking folks got to hear you, and mm -hmm. it's really important. I, that's one of the things I deeply respect about your band is you book shows with the thought of like who can we include, what kind of variety can we have to our show, and everything. We try to, and we've said no to a lot of things in like bigger shows. But if it's like this promoter is someone that is not helping further our scene, then I don't want to be part of that because why would I? Like you shouldn't. Like, there's no reason to do that. We can still, like, excel and push the scene forward working with people who have diversity in mind. Like, Absolutely. there's no excuse not to. Yeah, and it's... I just love that because you project it so much into your band's ethos and stuff, and I can feel it during a live set and I'm stuff. glad. I'm really glad. What kind of experience do you want to have, like, attendees at your shows have? Um, I just hope they have a good time and, you know, maybe leave feeling a little happier or better or just, I don't know. I mean, everyone's show experience is up to them. It depends on what they're going through in their life or in that day. But yeah, I just hope that, you know, a little positivity maybe, or I don't know, just happiness maybe comes through that moment of time. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that definitely happens, especially Good. hearing these new songs off of Glare. Oh, thank you. Everything is phenomenal. Uh, if you don't have that record yet, please go get it now. It's out on Death Protector. We have a lot, so we have a lot to sell, <laughs> so please. <laughs>
It's such a great record. All the songs translate just beautifully. Um, what was it like writing that record and putting it all together? Oh my gosh. Um, it was a process. I mean, Jeff and I spent, you know, a year working on these songs and just like putting together everything we were trying to say. And it's just, you know, it can be overwhelming at times um, because it's, it is like a, a big thing, like a big undertaking between writing and recording and just like figuring all that out. Um, but I, I learned a lot. I tried to challenge myself. Um, and even there's some stuff now where I'm like, oh, I feel like I could do that better now. Or, but it's okay. Like it's it's a window into that year of my life and Jeff's life, and you know that's good. I'm I'm glad I have that to to look back on. Absolutely, and all those things that you want to push yourself to do, that goes on the next record, right? Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, we're just like eternally writing and coming up with stuff. I feel like, you know, once I just started going, like I have all of this, like just stuff I want to get out of me. And I know Jeff like always does too. So we have like a bunch of songs now ready for like another thing that we're like, just keep going, you know, keep working hard. Well, that's exciting for all of us who love following your music. That's for sure. Um, so what kind of stuff can we expect to see your band do over the next year? Um, I hope just play a bunch of shows. We want to play out of town as you know much as possible. Um, yeah, just, just keep playing songs and just, doing what we do and work hard and try and do cool stuff and see our friends. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a tour coming up here in the yeah. early winter, right? Yeah, it's a short tour. It's the end of November, um, just like a Northeast tour. So we're going to go into Philly and um, New York and yeah, <laughs> lots of fun stuff. Hell yeah, New York. Yeah, it'll be, and it's our first time playing like um, a lot of these places. So it'll be really cool. That sounds awesome. Well. Uh, Let's see here. What is your favorite fest memory from over these past couple of years? Oh my gosh, um, that's so hard. Um, I mean, I feel like every fest I just like make new memories where I'm like, that's the best. And then next year I'm like, no, that's the best. I like, just now we went and we saw Piebald, which is crazy. I mean, we saw Piebald, like I saw Piebald once probably 11 years ago in Philadelphia, cause, and it was with Jeff's sister and his dad and Jeff was supposed to go to the show and he had to work. Oh no. And that's like his like number one band basically <laughs> for so many years and this is the first time we've been able to watch them together. So like that's a huge thing and it's like that only happens at fest. Like what the heck? Absolutely. So I mean that's probably my best memory so far this year. Um, but yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so cool because your set can be that kind of experience for so many of us, Aww. too, as showgoers. Because, you know, it's just impactful and it's fun and it's high energy. And the bubbles last night, by the way, were a wonderful <laughs> addition. It makes you feel like you really are swimming. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I know people always ask, like, our T-shirt that says, uh, like, bubble grunge on it. They're like, yeah. what the hell is bubble grunge? And I'm like, whatever. Like, we had seen, like, Lemonheads and Charlie Bliss had described themselves as bubble grunge. And, and we were like, yeah, we're bubble grunge. <laughs> like okay let's actually have bubbles and then i don't know maybe people will think that's what it is cool i don't I know i wonder what the next phase is it going to be is it be like who kiddie knows? pool or <laughs> who knows oh you know me i literally love swimming so if i can somehow incorporate you know playing but water and instruments don't really mix so <laughs> i don't know maybe in the future there'll be like other ways waterproof but. gear yeah maybe <laughs> oh Oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much. Where can everybody keep up with you on the internet? Um, it's like facebook.com slash expert timing band, uh, Instagram at expert timing, Twitter at expert underscore timing. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're out there and we're playing shows kind of in Orlando and just all over as much as possible. So yeah, I hope to see some of y'all again at a show. Yes, especially with this tour. Everybody yes. in the Northeast, make sure you try to get to these shows. Yeah, and we get to play with Carly at one of those shows in Easton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's exciting. Sweet. Yeah, it really is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining. Yay, we did it. <laughs> thank you. All right. Are you all ready for the last guest? All right. 
So for close to a decade now, I felt so inspired by this next guest. She's helped me, I feel like, find my own voice and share it with others, but most importantly, the importance of using my platform to benefit others. Um, Carly has never let anything stop her from playing music, and the music that she makes tells really raw, enriching stories of her life, whether it's among friends, personal struggles, or with the beautiful bond she shares with her husband, Tom. So that's really freaking cool. Um, goals, by the way. Um, <laughs> she's pushed me so much for just genuine openness and ability for others, and uh, just her efforts to do so have created just countless opportunities and spaces for so many people, um, helping pave way for both diverse bands and creatives to exist and flourish within the scene. So without further ado, let's bring up Carly Commando of Slingshot Dakota. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> I'll grab one too. Hi, everybody. Uh, here, yeah, come. I'll come over like here. I'm like, come over here, pull up a seat. Uh, I just want to thank Amanda. I feel like Amanda needs like a huge round of applause again. Thank you. I mean, the fact that she's doing this and the fact that this is the first live version of it is super awesome and powerful. And I think. When people say nice things about you, you know, being an inspiration to them, it's really weird when it's the other way around. Like bands like <laughs> Gutless, people like Katrina, who literally, she's talking about that show that was their first show. She was so nervous. We were hanging out the night before, right? We hung out at the show here in Gainesville. And you were like already nervous. And I'm like, Katrina, chill the fuck out. Like, relax, <laughs> you've got a night, do yoga, do some breaths, like here, like, you know, and I'm like, you're gonna be all right. And I was like, I'm getting nervous being around you. Like, so then the next day I'm like, oh, Katrina's gonna be a wreck. <laughs> and they go on stage and I'm like, all right, I'm waiting for it. Like, I, like not as like a, a jerk, but just like, all right, what's gonna happen? And Katrina, I swear to God, tore it the fuck up. Like, no mistake, everything was perfect. It was just like unbelievable. So for me, the reason that I do this is because of other people inspiring me. And like, without all these other people existing, like, there's no point for me to do it. Because what I do is just a vehicle um, to see all of you and to meet new people. Because, I, you know, when you ask the question, what do people want to get out of your show? I'm not even thinking about that. I'm like, literally, like, playing music to survive. Because, like, it is my therapy, it's all I want to do. Like you said, I'm, I'm doing it with my husband, Tom Patterson, which is like a huge privilege, and I'm so lucky to be able to do it, but I do it because I have to, and to to do it to meet other people, because or else I'd just be kind of sitting at home and being on Twitter, being really sad about the current <laughs> state of affairs, so. <laughs> no, that's awesome, and like, because you do that, I feel like it's contagious for so many people. <laughs> like, we all can feel the positive energy that you're putting out during like your live shows, and like, you know, when you are on social media, it's always like it's it, the kind of even whenever it's an instance of like a, a call out, you do it in a way that's productive and you help so many people. Yeah, I try because call outs are not fun. No. And, um, you know, there's sides to everyone's stories. And I think a big thing that I've learned, um, I feel like when the election happened, it really um, opened up my eyes to seeing where we were at in our scene. And it was a time of year in like 2016, 17, where everyone was like, well, how do we have this administration? Or how is there so much um, you know, hate in America? And so to see that there, you're like, well, okay, these are other people. They're not me, they're not my friends. But then I went in and I was looking at all of these tours and I'm like, white cis male band, white cis male band. Like, we're not any better. You know, maybe our local scenes are putting together really cool, inspiring shows and curating with love and thought, but these bigger ones, the bigger tours that are making the most amount of money yep. are not including anybody. And I felt like I was going absolutely insane. I felt like I was just living in a completely weird world and like that realization just totally hit me. Um, and I realized that when you call that stuff out in a very angry way, even though that feeling is very legitimate and genuine, um, the people that don't understand your side yet just feel attacked. I mean, this is like what we're going through right now still, yeah. you know, in our world. And 
it sucks because to have to try to explain to people in a very kind way when they're really fucking hurting you mm -hmm. or hurting what could be, like Katrina said, you know, it's their fault missing out on all these beautiful people's stories and journeys. And um, unfortunately, if you come at people from a place of anger, yeah. people just will like, oh, you're angry <laughs> and they don't want to hear your side. So, yeah. you know, you have to come at it with a place of love and try to be like, you probably don't even realize this is happening, but your tour has no women on it yeah. or there's no black people on it or, and I also don't want to like, I also don't know exactly who identifies as what on the tour, but based on what I'm looking at and what I know, it seems to not be very inclusive and it's really hard. And that year specifically, I was like writing my friends on these tours. You want to know a bad place, you go there and you just, you know, hi, I love you. I'm glad your record's coming out. I'm glad you're going on tour. Why is your tour like this? Mm -hmm. It's really hard. And it's like, I'm lucky enough that I was able to do that with a couple of friends and like have a discussion. And I had some other bad experiences, um, even from fellow women that were like, I can't agree with you publicly because I don't want to burn any bridges. And that was like just stabbing my heart, you know? And I'm like, this, I can't believe it. Or, or people that were saying that the intention of calling stuff out is good, but that it then leads to tokenizing and it like it gets so complicated and I understand that um, but trying to make things better for everyone it, it's I don't know it's it's definitely hard but the intention behind it is good but it's definitely not an easy journey at all no and it's a struggle because you don't know how to have sometimes that conversation with your friends much less strangers yes it can be challenging but you know the way that you present both yourself and your band, I feel like makes such a world of a difference for especially all of us who are in positions where, um, you know, we may not be heard. We might be from like a marginalized community and such. So thank you for your voice and speaking up for us. Just one, I'm trying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, so much of your music is just so deeply rich vocally, musically, everything that you put into it. What motivates you to kind of approach your songwriting? Um, I think the fact that we're a two-piece band in the first, like, six years of our band's existence, someone's like, you need a bass player? You need a guitar player? And I'm like, oh, how do I get people to stop fucking asking? Because I don't <laughs> want another member. I don't want to pay another person, first of all. I'm trying to pay my bills with this. If that works, that's amazing. Um, and also, uh, no, I want to be a two-piece. So I think for us, the songwriting and how we approach music is... How can we work with the means that we have? How can we be super strong and full and take everyone off guard without backing tracks, without having a bass player, without having all these things? Um, it's been a huge um, work in progress. I feel like we've finally kind of hit our stride now um, with experimenting with pedals that work with a keyboard, with experimenting with amps, with understanding how to interact with sound people and give them a really good description of what we're going to sound like. Um, that's a big thing. But I just feel like me and Tom... We usually just, we have a bunch of ways that we write. We either write organically, or we're just hanging out practicing, and then we'll be like, this is sick. Or like, we'll, we'll be in a mood where all we listen to is cloakroom, so we're like, I wanna write a stoner jam that's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> like, we just, it, it's always different. There's times where I have like an experience where I'm like really amped on it, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, and I write the entire song in my head, and then I literally tell him exactly what he has to play, and he, <laughs> it's usually okay. It usually goes over well. <laughs> but yeah, it's really just about trying to figure out how to be really full as a two-piece and how to mimic a bass and a guitar in a really cool, unique way through a, a piano that also makes people not say that they're missing the other things. So it's a huge compliment to me when people are like, I didn't see your bass player. Like, where were they? And I'm like, it's me. It's this hand right here. <laughs> it's right here. Don't worry. I love it. Well, the two of you are just so full. And watching you play, it I don't think you need any more members. It's perfect, Thank just you. the two of you. And like, it's great to watch your bond on stage. And I like that you play facing toward each other. That's always just a pleasure for me to see as an audience member. Well, thanks. We, I mean, there's a lot of eye contact. I mean, because it's, <laughs> it's the two of us, obviously, besides that we're married and I talk about us having sex all the time. But, like, <laughs> you know, there's two people, so there's things that can go wrong. And if you're not on the same page with each other, then, like, you know, there's no other person to make up for 
the, the <laughs> error that you might make. And there's definitely times like the other day, we, we each have days where we're at our best and days where we're like, I'm tired, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm not feeling good. Or like you get in a fight with someone and I'm like, hey, I can't do any banter tonight because I'm just going to start crying. You know, mm -hmm. like you just need to talk or do whatever. So by looking at each other, we can see where we're at in the set. And we can gauge like, all right, do I need to step it up and do I need to speak for them? You know, mm -hmm. are they having an okay time? And it's just a way of us really staying on the same page and connected um, as a band because we're only two people. And we, besides being in love with each other, we have to make sure that we're in sync and that we're making, make sure the other person's comfortable and happy. I love that. And <laughs> you've done such an amazing job fostering that. And the rest of us in the audience, of course, can feel that too. <laughs> I'm always just like, oh my gosh, am I going to cry or swoon over the adorableness <laughs> right now? Because you're just good people putting out great music. And I, I just love what you both always have to say on stage, whether it's the music itself or the issues that you bring up. Um, how do you kind of decide you know, what you want to tell the crowd each night? Oh, it really, it varies. Like, I, I don't really go in with things planned. I feel like certain songs are, you know, like, well, say what they're about mm -hmm. um but i try to be very spontaneous and react with everyone because for me it gets monotonous like if anyone in this room if you've been on tour with the band and um it's we've been on bigger tours where the band's banter is legitimately like the sentence first sentence every night and it's rough and you're like oh no like I, if it works for them and that's their like stage fright tactic, I get it. But it it kind of takes away from the the relate you know relating to everybody. And I really just want to read a room and see where everyone's at. If everyone's chill, I don't need to be like, hello Gainesville. And everyone's <laughs> like, I'm just I you know I'm not feeling it. So I really just try to feel where everyone's at and just react. And you know, like I said, playing a band is m really for me to kind of have my own therapy. And so. I, a lot of my stuff is just coming from whatever I'm feeling at that moment in time. And then usually it's like thanking everyone a million times because I just can't believe that we get to do what we do and I can't believe that we get to meet so many people. So kind of just, I kind of just feel it out. That's awesome. Yeah. I love hearing that. And <laughs> with being at events like Fest, you've been coming for years and years. Yeah. How does that impact you personally? Oh my gosh. I, this is like the best, I was, t I, I'm a broken record with this for sure, but, um, We've played lots of festivals and, um, you know, ones where there's one single stage and then ones where it's kind of like this where it's broken up. But this one is authentically, like, the best. The f the vibes and the, the feels, as the kids say, are very, <laughs> like, straight up. Like, they're, they're not forced and there's very little ego involved. I think because everyone is, is it's just like a big family and friend reunion. So um, it, it doesn't feel like, people are only coming for the headliner band. People are coming for their friends. Like people like, like I never heard of Zeta until like two days ago and it's like out of everyone's mouth is Zeta. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is a band I didn't even know about. And all of a sudden I'm like hearing about them. And I feel like for me, Fest is just so dope because there is legitimate camaraderie and there is legitimate support of each other mm -hmm. and not just people being like, well, I'm going because you know, because of like piebald or something. Like obviously that's like <laughs> icing on the cake, but people are like just so stoked on their friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's as common as you would like it to be. And Fest is just crazy. The first year we played, um, everyone was like, oh, you're playing Fest? We're like, yeah. And they're like, I'm gonna miss it. I'm seeing Lifetime. And I was like, cool. <laughs> everyone on earth, this is like, I, I don't know what year it was. This is a long time ago. <laughs> a venue that I don't even think does fest shows anymore. And it was like literally everyone on earth was telling us they weren't going to come to our show. And we're like, oh my God, like this is just going to be the worst. Like we're having so much fun, but no one cares about us. And our show was very well attended. It just goes to show you that like, it's not one of those things where, you know, you're going to play to no one. People are just so stoked on supporting bands and especially bands they don't know. You know, you, uh, there's so many other shows where people are like, well, I don't know that band. I'm going to go get a bite to eat. That's not what happens here. I think people are even more inclined. You know, they're like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to see you next. So, you know, I'm already at the show. Like, heck yeah, I'm going to watch this band. So I say, don't take this place for granted. It's amazing. And if there's things that you want to see and you want to see improvement, Tony and everyone at Fest are so responsive and they're so open and they're not going to be mad. They want it to get better. Um, and, you know, there's places that don't want to hear your opinion and Fest is not one of them. So definitely, you know, you want to see things improve and change and, you know, include your friends' bands. Definitely write them and, and tell them and 
all that good stuff. Absolutely, and I feel like even over the past, this is my <clears throat> sixth year at Fest, I feel like I have seen just the amount of inclusivity and diversity just start to skyrocket over the yeah. past couple of years and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with feedback from different people who attend, but it's really awesome to see just that community growing too. Yeah. It used to be very, very gruff fest life back in the day, <laughs> which was like super sick, you know? And like for me, I, I tell other people this too, like it's, I thrive off being the weird one. Yeah. Like it brings me so much joy to be like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win you over. <laughs> like you're gonna see this keyboard and you're gonna judge the hell out of me, and then I'm gonna melt your face off, and you're gonna be like so pissed about it. <laughs> it's why we used to cover, we used to do Fugazi sound checks because we would play shows and people would literally see me take my keyboard out and like about face out of the room, and then I would go do 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 do, and they'd be like, oh wow, and I'm like, oh wow, you can play a punk song on a freaking piano, you dweeb. So like, I like had so much fun, however long ago, just like showing up when it was even less inclusive yeah. and just being like, I'm gonna throw down because this is how you fucking do it. Like just show up and be yourself. And you know, like Katrina was saying and like V was saying, like you need to see yourself represented on stage before you know that you can also do it. For me, it was hearing Raina Maria and being like, oh, this person has a really cool voice. Like it's not just like a, just a diva voice. It's a very real voice. And it sounds like me. It sounds like my friends. And it took hearing that band for me to get it and to feel like, oh, I could totally do this too. And I feel like that's constantly happening, happening at shows and festivals when people are being like, oh, there's someone that looks like me. I can do this. Or, you know, I want to learn how to play an instrument and I'm going to put in the work and try to figure it out. And you know what? I think that's awesome. Any Anything that inspires you and that excites you about even that the prospect of you being a part of it, besides you know supporting shows as a fan and a friend, is awesome. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I look forward to most about Fest is seeing everybody just doing their thing and kicking ass at it. And like you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was about to say I was about to lead him. He's like, like Carly. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being like a source thank of motivation you. for me and so many people here. Where can everybody keep up with you online and with your music? Oh my gosh, we just slingshot Dakota everything and then Google the rest like we all do. You know? <laughs> I think it's all pretty much the same, you know? And then our merch store is through my like classical piano page just to like remind people where I come from. My background is true classically trained piano. So, you know, gotta bring them through that store first. That's Hell yeah. yeah, you just Google everything, you'll find it. Keep going with all of that, honestly. All of your music is amazing. So. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you. This is Slingshot Dakota, Carly Commando. All right, I have a couple final words, but I got to grab my cards really quick. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you everybody so much for joining me today for Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion, live at the fest. This is so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> but before we go, I want to talk to you about inclusivity and scene just a little bit more and how we can make a difference. Because for the non-men, people of color, and queer folks in the crowd, you know, I see you. And the allies who have come out today, they see you too. So don't ever forget that. Um, look around you. This is your network. These can be your friends, and if they aren't already. And uh, the first step to change a community actually begins with you. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm just getting started with sharing the variety and diversity in the scene and building up some inclusivity. I think we can all do our parts by paying for DIY shows, buying music and merch, not just streaming, um, and giving equal coverage in the media, whether you're in a position of power Booking and signing diverse acts, that's really important. So hire an artist for a commission, back a label that has a diverse roster. Uh, share the work of the publicists who are trying to push more inclusive and diverse acts in front of you. Um, donate to charities and people seeking genuine opportunity and ability. Um, be involved in your local community is one of the most fun and rewarding things you could possibly ever do. Um, I know it's true for us because we're all here at best, right? <laughs> so. Welcome more people and opportunities, please. And talk to someone you haven't met in music. This is how we're going to change the scene. So I'm so thankful for all of you joining me today. And I hope you continue to online. If you like what you've experienced, you can subscribe on uh, any of the podcast apps, 
I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if you want to follow on that. I'll have the live stream posted. Um, and yeah, thank you so much to all my guests today. Expert timing, gutless, Slingshot Dakota, you're all wonderful. I really value and appreciate your friendship. You're all fantastic. Um, and yeah, so stay angry and have a great weekend, Festers. Thank you. who made this live show possible. Special thank yous to Slingshot Dakota, Expert Timing, and Gutless for being my guest interviews, and to the Fest volunteers and Hippodrome staff for helping set up. Thank you so much to Sarasvati Sayas for interviewing me for the official Fest guidebook. That still blows my mind. Alex Sinfield for wrangling the event, and Tony Weinbender for booking me this year at Fest. Thank you to my partner Jacob for running and recording the episode, to Caitlin Sword for recording the live show video on Twitter, and to all of my friends who attended. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we packed the Hippodrome. I'm so grateful to everyone who supported AtFest and online and always. I, I feel like this was a rare and rewarding opportunity to talk about what we value in our independent music community and how we can continue to grow a more inclusive and diverse scene for all people. I never thought that I would have a stage at Fest where I was sharing my voice among people I've admired and respected for so long in music. My guests are my heroes, and I'm just so grateful for their friendship and support. The Fest has been a special place and time in my life and in my heart, and I couldn't be more grateful that I kicked off the next chapter of this podcast there. I'm thankful for all the people that I've met through this live show experience and those who really invested in me by giving me this chance. So let's plan a sequel for Fest 18. I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> so that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and so many more apps. 
Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work on publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and vote in support and solidarity of marginalized communities and speak up for people who do not have access to the polls or proper voting rights in this midterm election. Let's push for a better, equal life for all of us. There's no friend to turn to, there's no hand to reach.